0: if that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now, here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, and you are listening to episode number 55, where we talk all about classroom systems that I believe every teacher needs to have. Before we dive right into it, I just want to say thank you so much for being a podcast listener. And I know you hear it probably all the time, but please. Take a few minutes to write a review if something is resonating with you through iTunes. When you do that, more people see this podcast. It's coming up in their search and they can find it and love it just as much as you do. Okay, so in 2023, I would like to say that we are going to talk more about writing, one of my favorite topics. We're going to talk about systems, just what they are in general, how are they going to help in your classroom, and then we're going to talk about centers. So those are those three big things that I'm going to hit this um, rest of the school year um, going into the summer, and then we'll have a sprinkling of a few other things in there. I have some guests coming soon that I think you'll be very excited about, so a few more guest episodes, and then anything that you want to hear about, you can always go to shareteaching.com forward slash podcast. And there is a Google form you can fill out for any questions or suggestions for episodes. So I would love it if you would go ahead and either take time to rate me or leave me a message on what you want to hear more of. Okay, diving right into it, let's talk about the first classroom system. Well, actually, let me scoot back a little bit and talk about what is a classroom system, if you haven't heard of that before. So a lot of people confuse classroom systems as being the same as procedures and routines, and they kind of are, but a classroom system is how it's organized. So it's the organization of your things. So you're going to think about your classroom system as how you're setting up and organizing the routines, okay? So you can't have the routines without the system in place to run them. So hopefully your classroom is full of routines and your students are following them according to the expectations that you have set up. So these are things like how to turn in your papers, lining up, what to do at dismissal, And how you've organized and set up these routines is what I consider as your classroom system. And I love a good system, right? When things run smoothly, when things are running almost like you're not even there, it is the most beautiful thing. So if you haven't experienced that yet, maybe you're a newer teacher, then hopefully, if you stick around and listen to this podcast or read some of my blog posts, I will get you to that point where you can have just a beautifully running classroom. Okay, so the first classroom system that I think everyone needs to have is, of course, a classroom management system. This is like the most important thing. If you do none of the other ones I mentioned today, you have to have to have a classroom management system. And this is different than just having like a classroom management plan or um, a set of rewards and consequences, okay? You want the whole system. So the best one that you can have is one that's going to work for you, but that you can also maintain each day. Personally, I cannot stand having a treasure box, going and buying the things, finding the things, stocking the things, paying for the things. It just stresses me out. So that is not part of my classroom management system. I just cannot do it. I'm not going to keep up with it. It's going to annoy me. I don't like when kids have a lot of trinkets in my classroom. It, so I'm just like, big no. I know some teachers like my speech teacher and my school adores treasure box and she does really well with giving kids out prizes from the treasure box and that works for her and that's amazing and that's fine. But if it's like you and it's annoying you (laughs) and just don't do it just because someone else does it and has success with it does not mean you have to do it too. Okay, that's really important. And I hope you heard that. Just because someone else is doing it, you don't have to do it too. So I'm giving you permission to just let go of that thought. You don't have to be the same. In fact, I would prefer that we're not cookie cutters, right? Like, My teaching is made up from all kinds of little things I've learned along the way, picked up from all kinds of other people and books I've read and things I've seen on Pinterest. It's not 100% just me. It's it's a collaboration of a whole bunch of different ideas. But I'm getting off the tangent here. So (laughs) let me rein myself back in and go back to classroom management systems. Okay, so you want a classroom management system that is easy to maintain. I prefer something that does not have a lot of parts and that is not too overwhelming to keep up with because that's when I start getting really anxious and dropping the ball is if I have too many things going on. So again, it should adapt and it should be what works best for you. You might find something that you love one year and then the next year you hate it and you change it. Or it just doesn't work with the, a different group of kids, because that happens a lot too. What works with one class is not gonna work with the next class. So, when I first started teaching, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, I used a clip chart. Yes, I did. I am admitting that <laughs> on air, in public. I used a clip chart. So, luckily, I only used it for a couple of years, you know, the clipping, like, you had a bad day, you're on red, oh, you're amazing, go back to green, oh, here's your warning, go to yellow, like, that was the clip chart I used, okay, and so after a couple years, and just seeing how the kids were not responding to it, the green kids were always green, the red kids were always red, middle kids were always yellow, like, nothing changed, like, I didn't suddenly have a kid that was, like, quote, unquote, red, becoming, like, a green kid, so all it served was making them feel bad about themselves day after day. Like, of course, this is what I'm going to get. So I'm just going to get a red. You might as well just give it to me now, right? And like attitude and tears and anger issues. It was so just, not, it was just not good. So I revamped it and I turned it into a positive reward system. So back then it was actually called positive, P-A-W-S, like Paws, because we were tigers, and so um, I was trying to tie it in and be cutesy with like the class or the school mascot. And each kid, for a part of the paw print, there was five, I believe, um, five little circles on the paw print had a different color associated with it, and each color, which was the rainbow, because you know that's easy to keep track of. Did you get it red and orange, yellow, green? We tried to collect all the parts of the rainbow. And each part was something that was a positive trait that we wanted to see. And it was a PBIS school. And that worked well, but it was also a little bit of trouble keeping up with. So, you know, oh, okay, you just did something that was orange. You were like, I can't even remember what the acronyms were now but they did something that was um, responsible, let's say. So they got like whatever color was associated with responsible and it was a Popsicle stick. And they got that Popsicle stick in their you know, um, pocket chart. And so they were trying to collect the five Popsicle sticks each day. And it just got to be a little overwhelming, a little tough to manage. But The kids were excited to try to find those things and do those things in the classroom. And I was excited trying to pull that out of them as well and recognize them. So that part of it, I still use today. And so what I have now is a series of posters on my wall. And instead of the popsicle sticks, it's literally just a laminate poster. And then they can go sign their name when I say that I've seen something in that trait that I recognize. So are they a good citizenship? Are are, are they good at citizen? <laughs> are they responsible? Um, are they kind? When I notice them doing something like that, then I say, okay, go sign your name. And they just take you know a whiteboard marker and they sign their name on the laminated chart. And then they get a clip on their, um, or a clip, they get a hole punch on their punch card. And when the punch card's filled up, They get to choose something, not from a treasure box, but from like my catalog, right? And that is things that are all not store-bought, things that are free, things that are really easy to implement in the classroom. They don't have to wait for me to go buy them at the store and restock my things. I just always have them around because it's things like you get to choose a friend to sit with, or you can take your socks off for an hour in the school day. You can sit at the teacher's desk. Like it's those kind of things that they are excited to try out. And I always like to ask my class for examples of what they want to incorporate in this catalog so that they are very motivated to earn those rewards because they helped pick them. So the classroom management system consists of my classroom rules, and I only have three this year. I streamlined it. I used to have five. I used the whole brain teaching rules, and then I knocked it down to three. So it's just be safe, be responsible, be respectful. So I just use the three PBIS rules. Um, So it's my rules, my rewards and consequences, and my parent communication. And all of these things together, how they work, how they're set up, how they are organized, is my classroom management system. And having this system very clear and streamlined helps me to manage it, but it also helps my students to understand the expectations and to follow them. So if you're struggling a little bit with setting up a classroom management system, I am going to recommend that you check out my classroom management course. It's class in capital letters, C-L-A-S-S, and then lowercase room, so Classroom Management Adventure. There's a link to it on my blog, so you can go to shareteaching.com forward slash courses, and then you can check out the checkout page for Classroom Management Adventure. It is only $29. I am not expecting to change that price anytime soon. It's a bargain. You get lifetime access. And really, you can go through the course again and again as your needs change, as your class changes, as you adapt as a teacher and you learn new things. And it's just a handy reminder of the things that we kind of need to think through in order to create this classroom management plan and the system for your classroom. Okay, the second classroom system I'm going to recommend you have is paper organization. So as teachers, of course, we deal with a lot of paper and having a system for organizing those paper is necessary to keep on top of the paper clutter. Now, I've seen some of my coworkers and there's a lot of clutter. Sometimes you just create piles because you feel like you're too busy to deal with it and you might be too busy to deal with it because you haven't set up the system in the first place that's going to help you manage this paper workload, right? So my organization system for papers includes how I collect papers, how I grade papers, how I make copies, and how I pass out papers. So having a system for how I deal with each way paper comes through my classroom on a daily and weekly basis helps me figure out ways I can show the students the routines we need to manage it and keep it simple. So really, you have to decide on your process for how you want to handle all the paper. So for example, I have a three drawer unit that sits on the front of my desk. It's just, um, I have my teacher desk and then, you know, that doesn't fit a lot. So behind my teacher desk, I have those stairlight drawer organizers. I have the taller ones So they kind of go almost to the height of my desk. And then on top of that, I have the three drawer ones. So it's kind of like two organizers on top of each other. And one says copies, one says grading, and one says filing. And I love this system because it gives me the exact routine of where to put these types of papers. So for example, memos that are placed in my mailbox at lunchtime, I carry into my classroom and it's gonna go right into that filing drawer. Right, so I can figure out like if I just need to hold on to it for a couple days until whatever's on the memo expires and then I can just throw it away or is it something that I'm going to want to hold on to later cuz maybe it's like a note on how to do a specific thing in the grade book and then I can just file that in a binder that I have. The assignments that I gather for my class can go directly into grading. So I just, you know, collect it from the kids. I take that pile, boom, it's right into the drawer that's March grading. When I work on my lesson planning, I put the masters that I need to copy right into my copy drawer. And then they don't get misplaced when I'm ready to actually take them to copy them. So knowing this system makes creating a routine of dealing with all this paperwork a breeze. Like I no longer have just... Random piles all throughout my classroom. Like it's much more streamlined. I know where to find things. I know where to get it when I need it. Okay, classroom system number three is classroom jobs. So I feel like teaching is really hard. And I'm sure you agree. You're listening to this podcast to try to figure out some easy ways to make it easier. And one of the things you can do is use students. Okay, I know some people are like, oh gosh, no, I don't, I can't use the students, but they love helping the teacher. So just feed into that need and that want of wanting to please you. Okay, so one of my favorite classroom systems is student jobs. And I love using a smaller set of jobs to run my classroom because having less jobs means it's easier to track the jobs. And the students have a better time understanding my expectations. And students love to help out the teacher. So it's not only helping the students gain more responsibility and ownership of the classroom, but it's allowing you to work a little less. So it's a win-win. So I've talked all about um, my classroom system for jobs before. And you can look at that under um, the post on my blog called Streamlining Jobs for Students in the Classroom. And I believe that is episode, let's see, my computer's loading. Oh, maybe I don't have an episode that goes with it. Maybe I should. (laughs) But um, I guess I don't have a podcast episode that goes with that. Okay. So anyway, it is streamlining jobs for students in the classroom, and I talk all about how I set up my team jobs and what each one of them is, how it works, how to set it up. I tell you the whole thing if you want to go and check out that that post. Okay, last but not least is my fourth system, and it is lesson planning. So I feel, of course, that every teacher also needs a system for lesson planning. So I know maybe you're, not, you're also in this boat, but it's been a really tough year of having to give up preps to cover other classes. So it's more important than ever that we have a system for planning that saves us time. Just today, it was the first day back from break, and I had to cover a class during my prep today. Luckily, I had planned This week and next week before I went on break. So it didn't really bother me too much, but it was a random surprise report cards need to go out today. Um, That was an email this morning that I didn't expect. So I was kind of scrambling a bit, having no prep, trying to figure out like stuffing the report cards with like all the notes. So um, that was not fun. But because I have a system for lesson planning, I wasn't. As stressed as I would have been if I also would have had to worry about my plans for the next day. Okay, so the system that has worked best for me is batch planning. This means when I sit down, I'm planning for one subject only at a time, and I often will try to plan at least one or two weeks this way. So when I plan for only one subject, I find it's a lot easier to stay focused on student objectives and my planned outcome. So in the past, when I planned for an entire day before moving on to the next, it took me a lot longer, right? So I'm going through all the subjects at one time, like, okay, Monday, what do I need for reading, for math, for science? And I would just go down my little list and, okay, Monday is now planned. And then I would move on to Tuesday and do the same thing, go subject by subject for Tuesday. Now I say, okay, next week, what do I need Monday for reading, Tuesday for reading, Wednesday for reading? And it goes so much faster because I'm in that zone of what do I need for reading and just planning out the reading. And then I move on. Okay, what do I need for math? And I just plan out the math. I'm not switching between lesson plan manuals. I'm not trying to scramble for different copies in different subjects. If I just sit down and look at one subject at a time, it goes so fast. I really need you to try this one because it's quick. So when I'm batch planning, I'm you know going back and forth less, looking at my teacher manuals. I'm able to keep more on track. I'm not as interrupted by other things that are happening in the classroom or people calling me and asking me things. And then um, also as I plan, I'm writing my plans within just one or two planning periods, and that means like the whole week or two weeks is just done in like two days. Okay. This also allows me to write with a template. So I have a nice template that I set up for my lesson plans and I just plug in the new information for each week without needing to rewrite the whole thing from scratch. So it's just a Google doc and it literally just says, you know, what's the subject, what's the date. And then it goes through the parts of my lesson that I'm required to have according to my administration and my school district. And I just type in the pieces that I need. You know, what's the warm up like? What is the student discourse like? What page numbers are they going to be working on? What is the assessment piece? Like, those are the parts of my lesson plan that I can just type over. And because my math follows a simple template, I'm literally just changing page numbers. And then, like, you know, the objective sometimes, you know, changes. Like, the warm up might be a little bit different but I try to make it as templated as I can and I'm changing as little as I possibly need to every week so that it's super simple. Okay, so because I'm planning out each subject at a time, I set aside the master copy that I need to copy and I'm putting it in my copy drawer. So I'm not planning the reading and then going and copying the reading, coming back and planning the math and then copying the math. I plan all the reading Then I move through like math and then I move through. And I like to do it in order of my day. So I don't know. It's just me. It makes more sense that way. So I go in order of what my schedule has and I plan through the day according to my schedule. So all the subject of one time at a time, setting aside the copies. And then when I have all the copies together that I'll need for that next week or two weeks or whatever it is. Then I just take it all to the copier and it makes it so much faster because then I'm also kind of like bulk copying, right? I'm copying all the subjects at once. I take my Rima paper with me. I set it up and I just let it go. (laughs) And then I come back and get it. And okay, so not to say I'm like hogging the copier and like leaving it like that. We have a small um, little storage room that has one copier in it. And it's just for the teachers in our pod. So I think there's six of us. And usually no one uses that copier. So I will just let it run. And then, you know, I go and check it like after 15 minutes. So it's not like a huge long time I'm leaving the copier running just to put that out there in the world. I do not suggest you annoy your coworkers by hogging the copy machine (laughs) and letting it run for like, an you know, half an hour and then coming back to collect your things. Um, so then, um, I take my bulk copies and they're in the order I need them. This is important, right? Cause you don't want to waste time doing that either. So I put them in order, like the reading pages are in order of when I'm using them for throughout the week. And then I can easily sort them out and stick them in the files. So I have a file box on top of my desk that's labeled, um, with the subjects, So I'll say Monday. And in the Monday file, it has like social studies, math, everything has a file folder for what might need copies or books. And then Tuesday has the same thing. And then I have a next week. So it will say like Monday, and it has like all my file folders for the subjects. And then I have a second file folder that says next week. And I don't put any file folders in there because I don't, need it that often to have it all separated. And so I just move it up. Okay, I went through the Monday files. Oh, it's next week. So I grab the next week reading that was in the next week folder and I move it up and I stick it in the right folder. Hopefully that makes sense. So what I really want you to do is think about a classroom system that's gonna work best for you. Maybe you set aside a specific day to write your lessons and make copies like I do. So I always aim to have my lessons written by Thursdays right? I, I do not want to leave by Friday and have nothing done. So I want to make sure my lessons are done and my copies are done by the end of the week and I try to make it early. So Thursday's like my deadline. Like I want it all in the computer, copied, done, ready to go before Friday hits because Friday I want to be gone. <laughs> I want to enjoy my weekend. So remember part of your system should include managing what to do with the copies or the materials that you need. So what are some of your must-have classroom systems? Today we talked about my top four, which was having a classroom management plan, having a paper organization system, classroom jobs, and lesson planning. I wanna know if you have a proven system that you use for one of these four things I talked about today. So leave me a a review on iTunes, talk about it there with me. Let's start a dialogue. You could email me, susan at sharedteaching.com. You could go to my blog post and leave a comment on the blog post. And I appreciate you being a listener. And I hope to have you stick around and listen to a new episode next week on Wednesday. Bye for now.
0: If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching podcast.